0: Welcome back to our study of eschatology. We are talking today about what the Bible says about death, and not only about death, but how death is transformed by the gospel. Death is one of those things that we are confident all of us are going to experience unless Jesus returns first, and yet it is something that almost none of us likes to talk about or think about. But the Bible talks about death often, and it's something that we need to think about and need to be prepared for and need to understand uh, the Bible's teaching about. So, we're going to look today at what the Bible says about death in general and what it says about death for the Christian in particular. Um, Jonathan Edwards, who's a, perhaps the most famous American theologian from Um, back in the early days of the American colonies, had some resolutions that he made that he strove to live by, resolutions that he's famous for. And one of his resolutions said this, he said, resolved to think much on all occasions of my dying and of the common circumstances which attend death. Now, That may not sound like a resolution that you would want to make. Um, It may sound overly morbid, of course, as he's talking about thinking about death often. But there's at least a little bit, if not quite a bit, of wisdom in that resolution. Um, We don't like to think about death. We don't like to talk about death. Uh, But it's helpful when we do. Consider Psalm 90, verse 12, where Moses says in that psalm, Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. What is that but saying, help us to think about our mortality, help us to think about our death, help us to think about how short our life is, because wisdom comes from that. We get wisdom from reckoning with, from thinking about the fact that our life on this earth is not going to go on forever and ever and ever. there are people who live like it will and that's not wise wisdom comes from learning from the lord how to think about our life and about our death the bible reminds us frequently that our life is going to be short james four fourteen says that we are a mist isaiah 40 verses 6 through 8 says all flesh is like grass grass does not last very long Um, And so the Bible reminds us to live wisely because our time is short. So it's good for us to think about death and there's wisdom that comes from thinking biblically about death. Now, where does death come from? Why Why is death something that we all have to reckon with? The Bible answers that question very plainly and it answers it in Genesis chapter two and three. There was no death in God's original creation. God did not create men and women to die. He created them to live. He created them to live in his presence. But when he created them, he gave the man one rule that he was to follow and one serious consequence that would come if he did not. He told him not to eat of the fruit of the, uh, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, And he said that in the day that he ate of it, he would surely die. And of course, we know that's what happened in Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve both took from the fruit of that tree and they ate. And the consequence of that sin, that rebellion against God, that refusal to trust God, was their physical and spiritual death. Uh, It is assumed in the Bible that if Adam had not sinned, he would have lived forever. Toward the end of Genesis chapter 3, God says, um, lest he reach out his hand, talking about Adam, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and live forever, therefore the Lord God sent him out from the garden. In other words, if Adam had been allowed to stay in the garden of Eden and eat from the tree of life, he would have lived forever. And that's why God sent him out of the garden and put barriers to keep him from returning to the garden because if he'd been allowed to stay there, uh, God had made provision for Adam to live forever there. But as a result of his sin, he was removed from the garden and again, experienced both physical and spiritual death. His physical death came much later, of course. Adam lived a fairly long life, um, but um, he died spiritually immediately ephesians 2 chapter 1 uh, says to all of us who are christians you were dead in your trespasses and sins so we come into this world not with true spiritual life we have physical life but we don't have true spiritual life until god makes us alive in christ and the reason why is because of sin right and so adam died spiritually. He was cut off from fellowship with God and God is life. So he died spiritually and then eventually he died physically. Uh, The reason for death, not only for Adam, but for all of us, is because of our sin. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. It also says in Romans 5.12 that death came into the world because of sin, because of Adam's sin. Romans 5.12 says sin came into the world through one man and death through sin. So if it were not for Adam's sin, there would not be death for us. We would not experience physical and spiritual death if there were no sin. That means that despite what people, people often say, um, and, and they're well-meaning when they say this, they're attempting to give comfort and, and help people process grief, but death is not a natural part of life. It's just not. It's not a part of the way God designed us to um, live. Obviously, it didn't design us to die. He, he created us to live. It's not natural, it's unnatural, it's not um, the part of God's original design, it's a consequence of God's judgment against sin. So the reason why death hurts so much, the reason why people fear death, the reason why death is so terrible is because it is a consequence of sin. It is not natural, it is not normal, it is not good. It's universal now. All of us experience it, again, unless Jesus comes back first. The only two people who didn't die were Enoch, who God took up in Genesis chapter 5, and Elijah, whom God took up in a whirlwind, a chariot of fire. Everybody else has died or will die until Jesus comes back. It's universal experience, but it's not the way things were meant to be. And that's why it feels so wrong. And that's why it hurts so much. And that's why it creates so much fear and anxiety. Again, death is universal. Genesis chapter 5, after Adam and Eve have sinned in Genesis 3. And uh, they have their first children in Genesis 4. And then in chapter 5, Genesis 5 emphasizes generation after generation that people die. So-and-so had, you lived this many years. Then he had his firstborn son when he was this many years old. And then he had more sons and daughters and he lived so many days and then he died and then he died. And then the next guy, he died. And the next guy, he died. Here's his life. Here's the length of life. Here's his heir, his son, his children. And he died and he died and he died. And that refrain and he died rings all through genesis chapter 5 to say to us adam and eve's sin brought death not only for them but for all of us again enoch the only exception there god has a way to deliver from death but people are going to die people are going to die because of adam and eve's sin it's it's universal hebrews nine twenty seven says it is appointed for man Wants to die, and then comes judgment. That's the way that it works now. It's not the way it was supposed to be, but that's the way that it works now because of Adam's sin. Um, death uh, is also described in the Bible as our enemy. First Corinthians fifteen twenty second first excuse me First Corinthians fifteen twenty six says that the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Death is our enemy. We don't like it. We don't get along with it. It's an enemy. But it is going to be destroyed. Jesus has already conquered death by his own resurrection. And when he returns and raises all of his people from the dead, death will be vanquished once and for all. will be utterly and totally defeated. So, death is universal human experience, but it is not a natural part of life. It is not a part of the way God originally designed for his creation to work. He, he designed us to live and not to die. But Adam and Eve, by their rebellion, brought sin into the world and with sin came death. It's helpful for us to think about our death right? because that helps us to think about our lives wisely Um, Now, how does being a Christian affect the way that we ought to think about death? How does it affect the way that we experience death? Well, uh, in several ways. One of those we see in Philippians 1.21. Remember where Paul says there, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, how can he say that? Because death by definition means loss it is the end of life and with the end of life comes the loss of all the things that we enjoy about life all the people all the experiences that we enjoy we lose that how is death gain death is gain because jesus died and rose so that all who belong to him go immediately into his presence when they die. And we'll talk more about that in another study, another session of this study. But Paul says death is gain because death means being in the presence of Christ. And that's better than the best things that we can have here. So being a Christian transforms death from a loss to a gain. Being a Christian also helps us to deal with the fear that surrounds death. In Hebrews chapter 2, beginning in verse 14, it says, Since therefore the children, that's us, share in flesh and blood, that is these physical bodies, he himself, Jesus, likewise, partook of the same things, he took on flesh and blood, that through death, his death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, so, he became man, took on flesh and blood, so that he could die, and by dying, destroy Satan, and, it says, deliver all those through who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. So, he's come to rescue us, right, who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. So, he's, he's liberated us through his own death. Right, so that we are no longer enslaved as a result of our fear. And why uh, are we no longer enslaved as a result of fear? Well, it's because we no longer have to fear death the way that others do and the way that many people have throughout the history of the world uh, because we know what's on the other side of it. We know that after death, comes life with Christ. And we know that because of Jesus' death and resurrection and because of what God has promised to us in His Word. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13 says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Many people, when someone they love dies, their grief is a hopeless grief. As far as they know or are concerned, that is the absolute end of that person's life. And that is a devastating thing to think and to contemplate. But for Christians, we know that when a brother or sister in Christ dies, it is not the absolute end of their life. But because, again, of Jesus' death and resurrection, there is hope not just a wish but a confident expectation of good beyond the grave that God is uh, when Jesus comes back that the dead are going to be raised to be with the Lord and those who are us are still alive we're going to be caught up in the air Paul says in, in that same chapter so there's reason to have hope it doesn't mean we don't grieve we, we still grieve. Jesus grieved when Lazarus died, even though Jesus knew he was about to raise Lazarus from the dead. He still wept. We grieve, but we grieve with hope. We're not paralyzed by fear, though um, that's not to say that we're never um, scared. If I remember correctly, um, R.C. Sproul, who was a great theologian before he passed away not too long ago, um, he said one time that he was not afraid of death but he was afraid of dying he was afraid of the experience leading up to death the the pain and 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 the things that attend the process of death but he he wasn't afraid of what was going to happen after he was confident about that because he was trusting in the lord so it's not that we don't have any fears surrounding death because there's so much about it we don't know we haven't experienced it all kinds of things that are are new and serious and troubling um make us anxious and and afraid. And so it makes sense that there would be some fear surrounding something as significant as death, and yet we're not paralyzed by fear. We're not afraid of what's going to happen on the other side of death because we know that we'll get to go and be in the presence of Christ. And that knowledge can even help us combat and defeat those other fears about death as well. So, uh, the gospel takes us from fear to hope. It takes death from loss to gain. It also uh, transforms death from uh, defeat for us into victory for us. At the end of 1 Corinthians 15, this great chapter about resurrection, the resurrection of Christ and our resurrection, Paul says in verse 54, he says, When the perishable puts on the imperishable, this is at Christ's return, when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, talking about our resurrection, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? So before Jesus' death and resurrection, it looked like death was the winner. Death was the undefeated reigning champion, but Jesus conquered it and at his return he will vanquish it so that no longer will death be victorious or even appear victorious, but victory will belong to all of those who belong to Christ. As Paul goes on to say, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because he conquered death, those who belong to him will experience victory over death. So we don't often like to think about death Right? It's uncomfortable, it's unpleasant, it's hard, it's dark, it's, uh, it brings grief and sadness and heartache. And yet, we probably don't think about death enough. We need to reckon with our mortality, we need to reckon with the brevity of our life. That is wisdom to think about those things. And yet, as we think about death, we need to think about death in light of the gospel. We need to remember Jesus's resurrection. We need to remember the promise of Jesus's return. We need to remember that Jesus has secured our resurrection by his resurrection so that for anyone who belongs to Jesus, death will not have the last word. Jesus will. And Jesus's last word will be life and not death. Praise God.